You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Ladies and gentlemen, in a role that I was born to take, welcome to this week's episode of The A-Game. You will notice, you will, we will be missing one prominent voice in The A-Game this week. I've already noticed. Have you? James Thaddeus Ganser is, as most great ad men are wont to do, on site with a client and will not be with us today. James is one of the most valuable members of our organization and he often gets called. In fact, each week he, he basically makes the A-game a priority to be here. I mean, it's worth, I, we should really feel lucky and honored. Yeah. <laughs> so with you as always, this is Jeff Culleton. On my left is social guru and man about town. Mm. What's your name again? Joel Hammond. Which is funny, I, I don't leave my house. So. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. And our special guest. Yes. You may have heard her on the intro to you the A-Game. You may have heard her every week on the intro to the A-Game. <laughs> did you forget my name, Jeff? No, I was trying to say something pithy. We don't fun. know her middle name. Morgan, I, what, Morgan well, what's I your did, middle I did, name? Well, I did try to do that. So I was going to say Morgan, the rookie rooks. Oh. But she's oh. not a rookie. Anymore. No. A rookie. And it just works out with her last name. Senior digital strategist. Beer Morgan, snob, what's your middle name? Cheese snob. Indeed, I am a cheese snob. Which is why our first story is so it hits home for her. God, I, you know what? I didn't even plan that transition. Mm. Joel. Morgan, you're, what's your middle you're name? You're a damn genius. Um, danger? To answer, to answer Joel's question, yes. My middle name danger. is Danger. Um, my middle name is Lynn. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, if like anybody that. would like to know Morgan's maiden name, please comment uh, when we post this. Uh, and her I'd be maiden happy to, name? Yeah. Yes. It's a, oh, it's a toughie. It's got, it's like no vowels whatsoever. Oh, oh wow. Um, My fellow uh, Polish Polish girls can sympathize. I will be happy to uh, I will be happy to provide that. But Morgan's presence is extremely apropos this week uh, <laughs> because we're going to be talking about Jeez. two things: one, millennial cheese snobs, mm. and two, mm. Amazon trying to take over the paid advertising world. Both things which she is uniquely positioned to speak about. So first and uh. foremost, you take it away because I don't know other than the seething review you've already given why millennials are trying to take oh. away craft singles. Well, if I may set Morgan up, can we, let's do this. Let me Please, set Morgan up, I know she's got a lot of rage on this topic, so I wanna make sure she channels it properly. Ooh. So millennials, as you know, Jeff, you are a millennial, um, at least in spirit. So you and your avocado toast have killed everything from um, the taxi industry <laughs> to, uh, is that true actually? <laughs> Each week you see a headline about millennials killing something. Jeff has killed regular old toast with his avocado toast. And now millennials apparently are killing, you know, like when we were poor, like in college, we would have the individually wrapped craft yeah. singles, right? That ramen. Morgan has uh, alerted us that millennials have now killed that industry as well. Morgan? Yeah, so um, I saw an article about the fact that <laughs> the millennials, quote unquote, have killed, you know, American cheese, as it were. Um, they cited the fact that everyday brands, everyday fast food places, Panera and Wendy's are switching from classic American singles to, you know, maybe more fancy cheeses like your Goudas. Like a nice or sharp cheddar. A, a sharp cheddar. Um, they mentioned, in fact, that Panera had switched from their classic all-American grilled cheese <laughs> from being the American <laughs> cheese to a mixture of several different cheeses, including, like, mozzarella and, and Gouda and Fontina and, and who knows what. And sales have gone up since then. Their sandwiches uh, are good. This is just... sandwiches aren't good. This trend, in my opinion, it's just not Gouda, you know? <laughs> oh! Oh, man. 
But Joel is the father of two, if anybody was wondering. Uh, and just realized we could do sound effects, which is yep. pretty amazing. Wow. So I think Joel is concerned. We'll keep this short, but I think Joel is concerned that all the things that he knows and loves, yeah. starting with uh, single cheese slices, <laughs> right. are under assault. Yeah. Perhaps. There's no doubt. Here's a question. Can we can we loop this back to Instagram? Ooh. Oh, Instagram boy. and the foodie culture and the, the act of photographing food, is that having an impact on the food choices that we're making? There's not a whole lot of sexiness you can post on your social channels of an individ- individually wrapped slice of cheese. Yeah, but it's what mm. you do with it. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. And there's, again, once you, it's out of the slice, what you're saying, once it's out of the, it's neat plastic packaging, wow, there's not much you can do with it after that either. You know, it's not a chunk. It's not a... It's just not Gouda for the for for, for <laughs> one word's going for the trifecta. <laughs> Do you think next week to discuss maybe in a short snippet this topic, we should bring our friends and coworkers uh, from the foodie blog Crave Clay oh, on to defend why they are so diligently attacking. Let's see our, if any of them our childhood way of life. Let's see if any of them bring up this reference to their Instagram account first, and then that way we'll know if they're listening. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. This is a test balloon. You're on notice. I was actually thinking of Crave Klee. Crave Klee um, is composed of three very talented uh, employees at Adcom. Millennials. And uh, they are millennials, but, you know, one of the things that they do look for is the perfect photo with an Instagram or an Insta story or a boomerang. And I think one of the qualities that American cheese has that some other cheeses don't have is that great melty quality. So when you pull apart your grilled cheese sandwich, you get that great shot of the cheese just melting and stretching. Um, I know it's for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Saving American cheese one slice at a time. So I think, so Morgan and I are, well, all three of us are dangerously close in age, and we are on the very, very front bleeding edge of millennials, if not whatever the generation before that was. So maybe it's our responsibility as uh, uh, an in-between generation Mm -hmm. to try and save craft singles. Joel seems pretty determined to do so. You know, I think it's all in the marketing strategy. I think <laughs> Oh, you see what you did? I am. I think you I think Kraft, I think other manufacturers that maybe Borden makes American cheese, I'm not sure. I think they can work their marketing strategy to make American cheese sexy again, to show the value of American cheese. Mm. Because I think there are some dishes where American cheese is irreplaceable. Yeah. Make American cheese oh, sexy no. again. Massa? Maxa? <laughs> do we I mean Massa. There's, let's make a hat. Just so, just so anybody in the A game world, if you're curious, uh, you've heard us reference door quotes. Uh, oh. This is Jim Ganser and uh, my former office door are basically laden with any advice you might need in the world to conquer daily challenges. Um, and uh, out of that, we we have begun the process of maybe trying to make T-shirts. Yeah, um, man, it's a, Amer- a great office. Make a great office. It is a great office. Great office. Nice, quiet, exposed brick. Great office. Yeah, good view of the street. Good yep. view of uh, Public Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, make American cheese sexy again. Yes. I'm not going to say it needs to be on the wall, but it might need to be on. With an individually wrapped plastic piece of piece of cheese. So, are you familiar with what uh, the term hard pivot? Indeed. Or segue? Should we intro the actual Ooh, topic segue. of this week's show? I think it's time to intro the actual topic of the show today. Um, Joel <laughs> had some concerns that I had maybe pushed this uh, topic through without um, the proper approvals, which are functionally uh, us. Yeah. So, but he. I think it's a great topic. I think our listeners are going to get a great. Well, and I think Morgan being. Uh, 
so day-to-day in paid media strategy is better than actually both of us on uh, why this works. But so the, the crux of the article is that Amazon uh, is actively going in mass and buying branded search terms on Google. And so functionally what's happening is they're ranking higher than the actual brand right. for their branded search terms. <laughs> um, there is, uh, so in the paid media market, and I'll just drop a couple of stats. Um, in the paid media market, um, you know, you obviously have Google, which I believe has the largest, maybe 50, 60% share. You have Facebook, which has slightly smaller than that, maybe 35, 40%. And then you have Amazon, uh, which has, I think, one to 3% of the, at least in the US, uh, paid media share. Now, those are all billions of dollar figures, but fact of the matter is, you've got Amazon who sits on the greatest cache of personally identifiable data um, and purchase history that we've ever seen in the world. So I will kick it to Morgan. What do you, what does the next couple of years look like? Is it just <clears throat> Amazon poaching everything from Google and redirecting their traffic to their own site? Mm, interesting. Well, I mean, there's two there's two different things going on here. There's Amazon buying up competitor keywords, and then there's Amazon taking away market share from Google. Yeah. So I'm gonna focus on the competitor keywords right now, which is really interesting because there's a large school of thought that it's really tacky. Um, you just don't buy competitor keywords, and you focus on your brand, you focus on keywords about the things that you sell, and that's how you go about your business. Um, so the fact that Amazon is now competing with the Ethan Allens of the world and the, um, the home goods of the world, is a really interesting strategy. I think they are looking to expand their brand loyalty. Um, you know, there's people that, that go to Amazon for, you know, I don't know, people still buy books, books, um, <laughs> things of that nature. But you know, you may not think about the fact that Amazon sells furniture, it sells clothing, it sells pretty much everything. Um, so they're really looking to expand that loyalty base. On the flip side, we are seeing that more and more search is going away from Google and going into Amazon. So it's really interesting that we're seeing this sort of this sort of convergence of opposing directions, where we have these consumer brands going towards Amazon because they're seeing better search results there, and then Amazon's just eating their share in Google. I go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I I have a theory that of the large tech firms, Apple, Google, Facebook, Netflix. Um, Forgive me if I'm forgetting something, but the one that is the most, so Amazon obviously, but the one that is hands down the most vulnerable is Google. <laughs> and the the thing I always go back to, and you know, if you if you check me on the stat, it's going to be off in some way, shape, or form. But <laughs> one of the ways that Google grows, one of the primary ways that Google grows, is through acquisition. They grow through acquisition. They grow by people. They grow by product set. They buy stuff. They bring it in in house. If you look at an annual report from Google, you will see that over 90% of their annual revenue is still derived from ad sales. And that makes them, you know, do, do they have offshoots? <laughs> this leads into the, if you want to go into our LinkedIn page, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter, oh, Instagram, nice. Nice. Uh, and Facebook. Uh, you'll notice a an article this week about Google Plus shutting down. <laughs> and you yes. get the, the laughter surrounding the, oh, Google Plus still a blah, blah, blah. Google Plus is, is shutting down, but it's it's one of the, the ways that Google stepped out of their lane 
and got into another market that other tech firms of that size have done and succeeded in, like Apple going into television and content and all that kind of stuff, and they didn't succeed at it. And in my personal opinion, that just makes them the most vulnerable. And when you get an Amazon who is, by all intents and purposes, predatory from a business perspective. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, my, my next question, okay, so, we know Amazon benefits from this. Does this hurt Google? Like, I think I think you guys have answered. Like, does this erode any sort of Google loyalty? If I'm going, I mean, is Amazon? It's just crazy to think of Amazon becoming a search engine rather than an e-commerce site. Right? Yes. Is it better for <clears throat> consumers? Um, that's an interesting question. But I do think that this is a threat to Google. I think this is an area that Google never expected Amazon to go through. Google has the shopping um, ads service. They have a shopping product. It's probably one of uh, the ugly stepchildren of the, the paid search options for Google. I mean, it's okay. It serves its function. It's not great. It relies on a lot of back-end functionality. So I think they were playing in their space and they were looking at um, just expanding their their Google ads and their AdWords um, and never thinking that Amazon was was chomping in on their territory. So I do think it's a threat to Google. So does this mean that, at least for the foreseeable future, say the next five years, because this stuff never happens quickly, do brands who have a heavy search presence now need to have a search presence in two primary platforms? I know things still happen in Bing. I get it. But... (laughs) Do mm, do do people have to do brands, especially obviously e-commerce related brands? Do they have to have two separate search strategies, or do those search strategies parallel one another, where you can just take one and apply the exact same logic into Amazon that you did Google? I think it depends on where your sales are coming from. I think it heavily relies on the fact that you do distribute through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a large portion of advertising within Amazon, and if the majority of your sales are going through Amazon you could probably redirect most of your dollars there. And there's several articles that have come out in the last few days that are showing that agencies that represent consumer brands are shifting almost their entire search budget towards Amazon. People already are going there, people are already searching there. Um, I'm sure if we were to look up rankings that Amazon as as a search portal is rising by the day as one of the most used search engines. I mean, if we look at the fact that YouTube is now considered a search engine, it's the number one search engine on the internet, I have to believe that Amazon is rising there as well. Good. Jeff, if we can, if I can switch gears. Okay, so let's pretend you're Ethan, you know, Ethan Allen, we're, we're referencing them because they were the ones. Yeah, they were in the, the article. They were in the, in the piece. Also posted on our LinkedIn channel. Oh. And Twitter. You should follow us on the Adcom group on LinkedIn, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Our Instagram account run by Mike Pauks, the, the show's executive producer, is fantastic. Also He's might be the most wonderful. handsome handsome gentleman at he is a Adcom. Handsome. And I got to tell you this, if you know Mike Pauks, <clears throat> you should tell him to grow his beard back. Ooh, yes. It's coming, it's fall, it's winter time. Yeah. I just think Pauks yeah. is real rugged with a beard. Yep, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Um, all right, so you're Ethan Allen's CMO. Do you, what are you doing to combat this? Like, Are you gonna shift a ton of your marketing budget to combat a superpower like Amazon from buying up your top search results like what's what's my response if any or, or does it or or does it not really matter all that much if I'm number two and it's Amazon in front of me that's an interesting question because thank you thank you <laughs> hey, thanks thank Joel you. nice 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 soft <clears throat> pivot um, <clears throat> I mean frankly you're never gonna be able to go toe-to-toe right so 
and, and, and I didn't take a look at this before we came on, I don't know if Ethan Allen sells in either Seller Central or Vendor Central on Amazon. I would assume they probably have some sort of presence. But you can't compete. So and I, who knows if the search team at Amazon starts getting a little vindictive. They see, um, and they have virtually unlimited budget. I'm, I, I, that's an exaggeration, but I can't be too far from the truth. And somebody starts getting in a horse race with them, you can't win. Right. I think if, if Ethan, Allen, Ethan Allen is being sold on Amazon, which I'm not sure if they are, it, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, people are still going to Amazon, they're still looking for your product. Yeah, they're selling product. Right. If not, I don't know that you throw additional money at it. I would look at it more of a repositioning of message. Refocus on your quality. Refocus on the fact that you've been around for forever. Um, you know, re-engage your customer base because I have furniture off Amazon. It's it's great. I love it. It's not the same quality of what you would get if great you point. were to go to a store like Ethan Allen and buy furniture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you just reposition your message and about your actual overall product to fight the convenience factor of Amazon. There's, I, I think it's interesting. You, the, Amazon's rise means falling margins, by and large, for for brands that sell there. Because either you go on uh, Seller Central and you you keep a slightly higher margin, or you sell directly to Amazon. You go on Vendor Central, and then you're 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 functionally at the mercy of what they sell your product for. And then you start to get into which I think is going to be a massive conversation uh, for brands that have distributors. Um, you know, distributor conflict within Amazon. You know, I sell to you, you sell on Amazon, you own this product, and you can technically undercut me with price. Um, There's not a lot of symbiotic relationship there. Um, And so it's just one of the other things that that Amazon becoming um, such a juggernaut takes into play is they're changing the economics of people's business yep. in a very, you know, do do people who are distributor-led um, because Amazon shows linearity in a conversion to dollars, which Google does in, in, in most instances outside of their shopping ads does not do. Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate differentiator is I can look at Google if I'm a brand and I sell direct and I can say, well, yeah, they make me jump <clears> through <throat> some hoops, but it went from a channel where I sold twenty thousand dollars last year to a channel where I sold one point five million dollars. The growth is is evident, and mm-hmm. it you know it's it's very in your face um, if if you're a brand. But there's going to be there's going to be a lot of distributor brand conflict over the next handful of years to try and figure out. Hey, you know I still want to sell through distributors. You've been a great partner for a long time, but there are now guidelines and rules around how you can sell and at what prices you can sell our product. Reminds me, I've referenced this before, but it reminds me of Walmart. And so Walmart changed the the in-store game of, you know, my father and, and uncle work for a company called Little Debbie, right? We've talked about this before, right? Walmart basically told Little Debbie, you want to be in our store, you have to package it a certain way, you've got to deliver it a certain way, so it's easy for us on our end to, you know, whatever, inventory, UPC it, whatever, you know, whatever, I don't know the terms in that specific industry, but it reminds me of that a lot. Like, you want to play with us, then you have to do play by our rules. And it seems like Amazon, like, it's like a necessary evil or whatever, you know, whatever cliche you want to use. If you want to benefit from us, then you're going to have to sort of play nice with us. And that's just the way the the, the way the world at this point. It's a little scary, frankly. We were out uh, 
So in in the Northeast Ohio area over the last year, Amazon has put two uh, six to eight hundred thousand <clears throat> square foot uh, distribution facilities, and I was by one of them yesterday. Um, and it's I mean it's amazing. It's it's not only amazing how quickly the outsides go up, but I've seen pictures of the automation and the machining inside, and it's I mean it's spectacular. Um, but in the last, so uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, net worth, he's now the richest man alive ever, whatever. It's like $165 billion is his net worth. But the interesting part is it raised $78 billion in the last year. Oh, and that's more than Mark Zuckerberg's wealth. That's more than, I believe, um, I forgot the, oh, Warren Buffett's wealth. Mm-hmm. It, everybody, I mean, think I think, but uh, Bill Gates, and so that level of growth, while amazing and certainly changing of the way we do almost everything, is highly, highly risky in a, in a number of ways. But they are going to be the great determinants. One of the reasons I think that marketing is changing so deeply is because the players are thinning out, and to your point. Eventually, when the players thin out enough, you're going to have to live within yep. their rules and regulations. Yep. There's going to be a lot less wild, wild west that goes on out there. A lot more. I, I know, uh, you know, a handful of Amazon-only agencies that do nothing but optimize. Um, they're getting bought left and right. Crazy. I think we're almost out of time. If I'm not uh, correct, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mike Palks again, our very handsome uh, executive producer, told me to to tone it down on the cold knock. So we're gonna cold knock right now. Oof. In fact, while you guys were talking earlier, I just cold knocked Warren Buffett, <laughs> just just for the hell of it. So okay, um, we'll so. report back next week. Make sure you listen next week um, so you can learn if Warren Buffett accepted my. Do we have any? Or do you, I should say, not we, do you guys have a, any cold knocks accepted um, yet? Inquiring minds want to know. I think we're over so far on the cold knocks, but I think it's mostly just because the people we've cold knocked have been really busy. Yeah. 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 Agreed. It's probably the end of summer plans. Yeah. Stuff like that. Vacation. This is clam bake season. And so you've got a lot <laughs> of people. Yeah. You have a lot of people who have very busy schedules. Which makes a lot of sense, and also, you know, maybe I, their secretaries haven't checked. That's possible you know, as well. I, you know, I'm a firm believer in you only you only fail if you quit. Yeah, and I really think just like the A game yeah. as a podcast, the only way because you know this is episode 11. I'm a firm believer, Jeff, in the whole notion of shoot or shoot. Yeah, you know, shoot, yeah, shoot. You know, so shooter, shooter, shoot. just like the guy, shoot. the the random guy who followed Morgan on Instagram today, who uh, I believe he was looking for a. Honest sugar baby. Sugar sugar baby. Oh. Isn't it a sugar mama though? No, I no. think um, no. A sugar mama is when you've got like a younger toy. I yeah, think. I think oh. there's a clear delineation and hierarchy there. Okay, all right. Um, well, you know. so we just cold knocked Warren Buffett. Morgan got cold knocked. I, today. D- I did get cold knocked on Instagram, and it quickly turned into a hot block. It was a real. So. <laughs> I like what you did there with the temperature change. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> She's ready. Why do you think she's here? That's unbelievable. She's booing the entire show. You just blew my mind. Joel. Boing. So I think to wrap up this Amazon conversation, here's a a bit of a fun question for you all. What is the the funniest or most unusual thing that you've bought on Amazon recently? Oh, geez. Uh, All right. Well, um, my wife, who doesn't listen to the podcast, um, ridiculed me for this. But I recently bought 
um, NHL 01 for <laughs> PlayStation 1. should never be ridiculed for No. That. Why would Ever. You? I, I, this is a game that takes me back to my freshman year of college. My buddies and I would stay up all night playing this game. Um, as Jeff well knows, uh, any, any Buffalo natives who may be listening to the show, um, Maxima Finneganoff, former Buffalo Saver, was, was dominant on that game. So um, I recently made that purchase, Morgan. I have yet to purchase the actual console system that it, it plays on. I haven't oh. played it yet. It's in my house, though. But you can look at it. Longer. I do have two small children, so I, that's my excuse. I'm oh God. I'm trying to look right now. Oh, he's going back through his history. So I will be perfectly honest and say that my entire life is buoyed by an extraordinary woman who takes care of myself, oh our my two gosh. children, our home, and basically everything uh, that orbits my. Suck <coughs> up. That being said, yeah, if I'm going to suck up, I'm going to suck up for the right person. Uh, that being said, it's not so. My wife has has purchased. Uh, and Lori, you can correct me on this, but uh, I believe three baby pools. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they've of escalating size uh, off of Amazon. Uh, the the most recent of which uh, is functionally the size of my backyard. Um, and so I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't looked at and aggregated the dollars that have gone into that, but um, it's it's getting a little silly because four year olds and three year olds on a cement driveway tend to tear things of that nature. But uh, how about you? I was going to say, please tell me she intends to connect the three pools with a slide. Oh, between that's each. a great that idea. That would be great. That's a great idea. That's the kind of stuff I did as What's a the kid. craziest thing? Uh, the craziest thing I recently bought off Amazon was two parrot costumes. Oh, hers is way better than ours. Um, so... <laughs> Um, oh, and you wore them in Indians game, which I, well, is fantastic. I did not wear those to the Indians game, so anyone who is a, a fan of our Cleveland Indians, may they rest in peace this season. Um, or Edwin Encarnacion knows that he uh, likes to put up a parrot arm, and so for Encarnacion bobblehead day, I decided that my friend and I were going to dress up as parrots. However, I was not happy with the Amazon parrot costume, so I sewed my own. Of course. Morgan is extremely talented. Morgan is, is, I think we would refer to her as artisan in every way, shape, and form. Oh. I, I really like to think of it as jack of all trades, master of none, because I'm, I'm marginally good at a lot of things. She's close to mastering the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Oh, and I think I think she's done it. I think she you think she's done it. Yeah. Well, with that being said, Morgan, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Morgan, you thank guys you. so much for having me. I think uh, I think Jim Ganser will listen to this, and his jealousy will bubble <laughs> over. Um, in a probably, rage. In a rage. Honestly, she's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's probably gonna be in extremely rage. vengeful, Morgan, at your performance, which, which was exquisite. Which, which is not fantastic, given the fact that JTG is my boss. Oh, it's fine. So. It'll okay. be fine. Well, yeah, it'll be okay. We'll put in a good word for you. So uh, wrap up. Thank Follow you. Us. Instagram, LinkedIn, yes. Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. The subscribe. Ad, the yeah. Adcom group. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Also the podcast. We are. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry that I just mumbled Pod. podcast. Podcast. <laughs> you think people mistook it? Okay. Um, nothing does get by you. Uh, and we're also on iTunes. Uh, so uh, great people of our audience have a, have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side.